Mark 5, verses 25 to 34. And a woman was there who had been the subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch the clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was free from her suffering. And then at once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see, the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask us who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. This scripture tells us that this woman been suffering from what seemed to be an incurable disease uh, for 12 years. She had some disorder that caused her to have this consistent bleeding. But look at what we learn about her. She had been to many doctors. Notice she had spent all of her money. She was poor. She, can you imagine the despair she must have felt? Can you imagine what the talk of the town was? She, this had happened for 12 years. So she had lived a life previous to that, hadn't she? She had lived a life before she had her 18th year, senior year. She had had a long life of doing things and being active, and all of a sudden, she could no longer be accepted because she was unclean. And when you were unclean at that time, if you touched anybody else, then you sent your uncleanliness into their body. And so she was a pariah in the community. Now, she was not only sick, but nobody would help her. Nobody would touch her. So she is in a state of despair. And do you know what she heard on the radio? There was an announcement that Jesus was going to be in the town nearby. She got the word. That was her hope. Now, she got the word, and then she had a choice, didn't she? She had a choice. What do I do with the news? Folks, I coach many, many people. I've coached hundreds of women and men over the years. I give encouragement, I give advice, I give suggestions, and then it's up to the person to take hold of all of those ideas, those suggestions that are prescribed, that are suggested, and do something with it. This woman had hope. She knew there was an answer, and she knew she had to get there. Let's paint the picture. This woman is bleeding. Anybody had an issue of blood in this room ever? Remember those days? Oh, they're behind most of us. But remember those days? Remember how that felt? Remember how that, that was and how fatigued you were, how drained you were, and, and the headaches and all the other things that came, and the grouchiness and the meanness and all that too, right? It came too. This woman had to take one step toward this Jesus, and she had to take another step, and she was in pain, and she was hurting, and do you know it said that she was thinking that this might be her answer, so let's talk, let's think how that looks, she is thinking with this step, maybe it'll work, I can just 
strength. I need some help. I can get there. Oh, it hurts. Imagine her stumbling and falling and trying to stop and rest and nobody helping her. And one step after another, a setback after another, over and over, after she's already dealt with trying to find doctors and trying to find help. With every step, she's hurting and in pain, but she just hears, there is this man named Jesus, and I hear he does miracles. I hear he does healings, and she gets there. Now, notice the scripture tells us there is a crowd around. There are a lot of people who have also heard the stories of Jesus, and she makes her way to him, and she stops. And do you know at that moment, she must be thinking, I have a choice I am really afraid because if I reach out and touch him in faith and hope, what I am risking is him becoming unclean. I'm risking that. I have to choose. On the other hand, he can give me hope and he can give, it, give me healing. Now, there's another little thing that the scripture doesn't really tell us, but all of the, the rabbis of the time wore this little cloak over their clothing, or it was over the clothing, or just a part of the clothing, and it has fringe at the bottom. And this fringe is called tzitzit. I put that on your handout. It's called tzitzit. And so that fringe is holy. That fringe goes back to the days of Moses. And every rabbi since Moses wore the tzitzit. This tzitzit, this whole tunic, could not be touched by anybody outside the family. And that woman, knowing or not knowing too much of the details, reached down and she touched the hem of his garment. And on that hem was a ZZ. And what does the scripture say happened? There's one very important word that we learn there. Immediately, she was healed. Immediately. And do you know, at the same time, she was immediately healed. Jesus at once turned to look for her. Do you see that beautiful parallel? As she was healed, he knew the power had come from him to heal somebody. He didn't know who. There was a lot of people, and I love the disciples are standing around as guards. And so they, he said, who is it that heals me? And those disciples said, how in the world do you think we're supposed to figure that out with all the people here? Now listen, any of us have been there. I said, it's a woman in the pink. She has an issue of blood. <laughs> but the disciples said, no, we don't know. And he sends them forth looking, and he finds her. Now imagine you're the woman, and you have done this, and you are healed, and you know you are healed, but you are the one. And she has to confess. And what did scripture tell us that she did? She did what? She told him the truth. She's holding the truth. Scripture doesn't tell us what truth is in this situation. But what it does tell us, it, uh, what it does imply is that there was a story. And she told him the story. What was the story? Oh, Scripture calls for us to think. It calls for us to imagine. It calls for us to sit on the back story. What do you think she told him? She told him the truth. She said, you know, for 12 years... Nobody has seen me. I've been invisible. I've been alone. I've been hurting. I've been in pain. I've been isolated. She says, Lord and Master, I've had a setback. 
She tells him the truth. And what does he tell her? Go now and be healed. And he sent her out to tell her story. Because she now had the story of hope, and she had the story of healing, and she had her Christmas miracle. Do you see how it works in our lives? We all have experiences where we have been hurting and in pain and in sorrow and difficult times and we've experienced loss. And many of you have shared your stories uh, with our group or with each other and we know our stories of setbacks and hurts and many of them don't last as long as Susan's have, has lasted or as this woman has lasted. But we have the hurt and we have the pain. And our question is what do we do with it? Did we take that uncomfortable step in pain and sorrow and, and agony? Or did we sit in the pain and the sorrow and agony and say, no, it's just too uncomfortable to step out. It's just too hard. And I just don't think I can take that next step. People are watching. Somebody might stop me. Someone might laugh at me. Someone might discourage me. I can't get help. You know, we tell ourselves stories. And what I say is we need to rewrite our story. And when we rewrite our story, we get up from the sick place with the issue of blood, and we begin to step forward one little step of pain after another until we get to our hope and our healing. Now, for this woman, <clears throat> that directly came from Jesus in life person. For us, it comes through other ways. It comes from listening to a, a dear friend who's helping to pull us out of the cave of despair and, and saying, yes, I will go with you. For others, it comes from seeking help from a doctor, from others, from a minister, from a coach, from a counselor, a therapist, from a spouse, from a child. It comes in many, many ways, but that's our path to our hope and our healing. It's through the discomfort and the pain. See, it didn't go away while she, the woman walked through her pain. Susan had to go through the pain in order to get to the healing. It's not as if the pain goes away and then all of a sudden life changes. It doesn't work that way. Whatever our hurt and pain is, we have to get up and move with it in order to get the help we need. It's not just going to come and into our cave and just make it magically disappear. Have you ever felt as if it is humanly impossible to get a solution for your pain? Have you ever blamed God for your pain? That's one of the issues that many Christians um, struggle with. I hear it all the time. Why did God cause this to happen? Now let me remind you that God is always good. He cannot be anything but good. God is love. He cannot be anything but love. So God does not cause our pain. God allows us to go through seasons of our life where we deal with struggles and he holds his hand out in the form of his children to help lead us out. That's what he does. God did not cause Susan to have a spinal issue, but what he gave her was a lot of answers to get cures. 
God didn't cause the woman to have the issue of blood. But he allowed her to have her healing. That was called a miracle. Sometimes we get really confused about what a miracle is and what healing is. She experienced a miracle. Many of us experience healing. I've experienced healing in my life. I went to uh, get uh, help for healing for a lot of issues I was dealing with last, last year. And I didn't get a miracle of immediately being cured. But I got a path to my healing. And there's a big difference. The doctors say Susan literally had a miracle. She also has had a path of healing. And along that path of healing comes a great sisterhood and brotherhood of people who come and swoop us up and care for us and love us and see us through it. I want us to look at some strategies that will help us as we are struggling. I've given you three this week, and I want us to consider each of those. Know that you are more than the one broken piece of you. Let's think about what that means. Do you ever get fixated on the issue, the problem, the stuck place? The hurt, the anger, the frustration, the broken piece in the body, isolation, loneliness. The list could go on and on. Name yours. Name it now in your, in your head. Name it. One area you feel broken. Do you ever get so fixated on that broken piece that you can't see the pieces that are working? Do you know one thing that Susan said? was that the one thing that wasn't taken away from her was her ability to speak. <laughs> and do you know how she focused on that? She could talk. Did you notice in the hospital she found the woman in there that could talk to her? You know, isn't that a way of switching your thinking? Now let's look at, I want to remind you of something. Did you know you have 206 bones in your body? And when one is broken, you have 205 that are not. Can we switch our thinking and thank God for the pieces that are not broken? Did you know that you have 78 organs in your body? And that when one is not working and one is broken, there are a whole lot more that aren't. And can we thank God for that? How many senses do you have? Most of you have five, I have four. I cannot smell. <laughs> uh, those who had COVID had a hard time smelling as well. I had sinus surgery, and I, every time I have a sinus flare-up, I can no longer smell. But you know what I'm thankful for? That I eat my food with my eyes first. I've always done that, and I'm thankful for that. We switch our thinking from the broken place to the places that are working well. That will change your life, I am evidence. The real battle is always in your mind. It is always there. I don't care what body part is not working, what part of your emotions are not working for you. Wherever you are spiritually in your life that is not working, it is all here in your mind. And switching what is happening in your mind will switch the direction of your life. 
Did you hear what the woman did? She was sitting in pain and sorrow and hurt and agony. And she heard that there was a Jesus. And she thought, she thought he could help her. It was near. It's always near. And when we switch the focus from the broken places to the well places and to the hope and to the healing, we will change our lives. Let's begin to praise God for those good relationships we have and not the broken ones. Let's begin to praise God for the salvation that he gave us in Christ that will help to heal the broken places. Let's praise God for the friends we do have and not the ones that we don't. And when we switch that thinking every single day, our lives will change. You'll hear about that in every lesson that I, I will be teaching. It's in the mind. And then... Um, the last part, um, well, no, I wanted to share a little bit more about that, and that is what do you see when you are in the broken place in your mind? This is really a key uh, coaching uh, tip for you. What do you see? Because some are in a cave. Some feel like you're walled in. Some feel like you are in a hole. Some are in a pit. Some are surrounded with darkness. There are things we see when we're in our stuck places and we are set back. But all of those envision right now as a wall. Just in your mind, envision a wall in front of you and that wall is your barrier to getting to your, your health and your wholeness. Whatever it is, you're dealing with a sick family member, you're dealing with your own sickness, you're dealing with your own sorrow, you've got, been, just gotten a diagnosis or or you're, you're having a, a rocky relationship, or you've had an argument with someone, or whatever, and that is a wall, and you cannot figure out what to do with the wall. And here's what happens. The wall is this long, dark place, and what has happened is your vision and your creativity is on the other side. And when we can get through that wall, we can get to it. And so what I want you to imagine now is that all in your mind, you are painting a door in that wall. You are painting a window in the wall. And you are seeing what it looks like when you go through to the other side. That's visioning and imagining what it would be like. That woman did that. That bleeding woman had a wall. She had a wall, and that wall looked like this. Nobody cares for me. Nobody likes me. Nobody will touch me. Doctors have told me that I can't be helped. I've spent all my money. That is her wall. And do you know what happened? She heard something, and she realized she had a door. And she got up and she walked through that door to the other side. And when we can imagine ourselves doing that, we are opening our lives to all of God's creativity. If you are not praying for God to infuse you with his creativity, you are missing a huge prayer blessing. Because God's creativity helps us to get through that wall. He has an answer for your problem. Whatever it is, he has an answer. It may be a long answer, 
It may be a short one. For some people, they hear a, a little piece of information and it switches their thinking and they're out through that, breaking through that wall and they are running into their own freedom. And for others, it's a longer process. But whatever it is, we must get through that wall by creating the door in our imagination. And we begin to explore and we, we begin to say, what if I can do this? And who can help me do this? And I can make a call to this person. Or I can get up off the sofa and I can change the channel. And I can quit thinking about this and I can read that book. I can go to the church. I can call a coach. I can call a doctor. I can call the preacher. I can... You start thinking of all the possibilities. Sisters, don't tell me you're stuck in a cave forever. You're not. If you feel that way, you are choosing to feel that way. There is an answer to whatever you're dealing with today, and it comes through the power of the creativity of God. And do you know that that is the prayer that I pray every single day? I pray for God to infuse me with his creativity so I can prepare a lesson, so that I can help uh, solve a problem for somebody, so that I can talk to my grandkids and give them encouragement to work with my kids and help them to figure out what's going on. I pray that every day, and he gives me those answers. He'll do it to you. I'm no different. I'm no special person. He will do it for you when we switch our thinking and we begin to tap into the creativity of God. And then the final one is, accept that some discomfort is a way forward. <clears throat> Do you know, we do our kids a disservice when we teach them, baby, I don't want you to have to hurt in anything in your life. Yeah. Oh, what we teach them, we've grown up with that mindset that if I'm uncomfortable, that is wrong. Where did we get that? Our discomfort is what is supposed to propel us forward. It is supposed to propel us to move out of the discomfort into hope and healing and peace. So we need to accept that we're going to be uncomfortable in our setback. We're going to be uncomfortable in the cave. We're going to be uncomfortable when we are sitting at home in the bed and don't want to get out. It is uncomfortable. And the only way out is to go through the discomfort to get out of the discomfort because it won't go away without taking the step of discomfort. You know, there are a lot of signals of our discomfort. A lot of things that trigger us that we're not in a good place. We start staying home more often. We quit taking phone calls. We uh, start becoming bitter. We become snappy. We become a little angry. We begin saying it's God's fault and we begin blaming others. That's a sign we are in a place of discomfort. And when we can move and accept that and move away from that, tap into the creativity of God and switch our thinking, we will move out of our stuck places. We don't have time for the discussion I want to wanted to have um, um, on your handout on the back, but there, there are questions for each to consider. 
uh, we were going to talk around the tables about each of those and, and kind of open up a little bit about our, our broken places. So I want you to, uh, as you leave today and as you begin to think throughout the week, begin to identify your broken places, know what they are, and begin to think about the places that are not broken and live in thanksgiving for those. And then I want you in your mind to work on that wall and see what the wall is that's preventing you from moving forward and find the window out. And then I want you to accept whatever discomfort you have as a way forward to help your healing. What is the stuck place in your life? The one broken place will require a mindset change. It will require uncomfortable action. Oh, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the stories we've heard today. We've heard this Susan's story, her beautiful testimony of faith in God, that in spite of all that she has been dealing with, that she gives you the praise and glory for <clears throat> helping her move forward in each step of life and for finding her purpose once again. We thank you for the beautiful story of the bleeding woman and what we learned about her setting out to find her healing and for sending forth with the word and a good message to others. Help each of us in our stuck places and in our setbacks, Lord, to, to turn them over to you so that we can have a story of our own comeback. We thank you for all these requests that are being made known to you through our, um, our prayer cards. And we pray that you would, in each of those situations, Father, lead each of these to their own comeback, provide peace and comfort and healing and wholeness in any way that you think best. Thank you for the food that's going to be eaten today. We pray your blessings on that and help us each to go forward being the light that you would have us to be in this dark world. It is in your name we pray. Amen. <clears throat>